0: Good morning, church. Thank you to the elders for inviting me to uh, take up this opportunity to share God's word with you today. This is my first time preaching in your new building, so it's been a while since I've preached for you guys, so um, thank you for having me. A little introduction I know some of you, I don't know all of you. Just to introduce myself, Uh, I'm Sir Mark Top, I'm the pastor of the Storehouse Church, and I'm the current chair for Churches Together in Dorchester. Uh, This year, I'm married to my incredible wife, Lydia. We have two boys, Reuben, who is eight, going to be nine in July, and uh, Joel, who is four, going to be five in August. Uh, And we have two boys with additional needs. We know what it's like when life is busy. And the title of my message today is When Life Brings Busyness. That's just our everyday life for us. Um, So today's sermon title really sums up our reality. Let me pray for us before we go into God's word together. Lord, I pray that you would give us open hearts, open ears, open minds and open spirits to hear what you want to say to us today. By the power of your spirit, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Andrew, for doing the reading. You've saved half of my preach, so everyone can say yes and amen to that. Um, I read my... Um, version from the New King James version and there was a a line in there that I wanted to pull out as our first point and I'm just going to quickly read it Um, it says that I your father-in-law Jephro am coming to you with your wife and her two sons with her so Moses went out to meet his father-in-law bowed down and kissed him and they asked each other about their well-being that wasn't in the New King uh, the NIV version that we read that's the first point that I wanted to pull out um, today I'll get to that in a minute But life is busy, isn't it? For all of us, life is busy. For some of us who enjoyed lockdown because it was a year and a half off, you were furloughed, you maybe didn't have to go to work, you could enjoy the gorgeous weather that we had at the start of lockdown. For a church leader, it was the most excruciating time of my life. I was working 80-hour weeks. I don't get paid 80 hours, but I was working 80-hour weeks. I was preparing... Sermons on a Monday that I'm preaching on a Sunday but needed to be recorded on a Wednesday. It was like, what on earth is going on? That was just lockdown, that was just life, that was just busyness. It's busy, life is busy for all of us, and the problem that we have is that we compare someone else's busy lives to someone else. Oh, why are they complaining? What they're moaning about, they don't know what I'm going through. But no, you don't know what they're going through either. In one week, we have seven days, have 168 hours, 100,080 minutes, and 640, four eight hundred. Sorry, six hundred four thousand eight hundred seconds. Let me get it right. Sounded like um, one of those African prime ministers who couldn't get their words out. <laughs> we sleep on average for six hours and 90 minutes a day, on average. On average, we watch three hours of TV a day. On average, we spend three and a half hours on the toilet in a week. (laughs) On average, we spend 40 minutes uh, a day eating our breakfast, lunch and dinner. And on average, we spend nearly five hours on our phone while watching TV, eating dinner, sat on the toilet, but not all at the same time. (laughs) We are all... Busy. We're busy in life. And I wanted to unpack that scripture and just some of the highlights that I really believe the Lord wants me to speak into your lives as this is the start of a new series for you and speak into the life of the church. Point number one our well being matters when life is busy. Our well being matters when life is busy. One of the first things that's affected in in life when it's busy is our well-being. Our mental health. Our mental well-being gets affected when life's busyness overcrowds us, overtakes us. Why is it so important? Though mental health includes our emotional, psychological and social well-being, it affects how we think, how we feel and how we act. It also helps determine how we handle stress relate to others, and make choices. Everyone has mental health or mental well-being, as I like to call it, because mental well-being sounds a little bit nicer and a little bit softer than mental health. Now, During lockdown, like many of you, we supported as a church, uh, we partnered up with um, some local people, have created a charity called Community Share. We reached out to people hurting right at the crisis of lockdown last year. At the high point, we were doing 150 food parcels delivery a week. But not just to people in Dorchester, to people in every area of Dorset other than BCP. As north of Shaftesbury and Gillingham, as uh, west, as Lyme Regis, as south as Portland and as east as Swanage. We didn't do BCP because... They're not really Dorset. Well, Dorset's a lovely rural county. They're, they're the urban side, but they, they can sort themselves out. We didn't want to. We didn't want to go onto their patch. But we found that actually the people that we were helping, who were struggling with food poverty, if you just pull the strands a little bit and see what's behind those issues, actually, mental health, mental well-being, was right behind that. Loneliness, social isolation. Stress, anxiety, depression, all compounded. So, we invested some of our money that we've been donated and given into supporting and helping people. So, last year I did my um, mental health instructors course. So I'm a mental health first aid instructor. Uh, I can teach people in level one to level three. And I had to then do my adult educational training qualification then to be able to offer the course out to people. But I wanted to do that to, one, bless the community, because the more people are trained up in mental health first aid then the better it is for people within the community. But actually, to reach those people, to have conversations. So we've changed the way that we do the food now. We've created community larders for people to come in and pick up the food, but also have an opportunity then to be signposted, to have a chat with someone, to talk about their mental wellbeing, to see if we can help stop the ongoing crisis that they find themselves in. So when life is busy, our mental well-being is so important. The decisions we make might be misshaped or misplaced because mental health includes our emotional, psychological and social well-being. So when life gets busy, we need to understand that it affects how we think, how we feel, how we act. It also determines how we handle stress. Stress is probably one of the busiest, one of the main causes of our business, isn't it? we just stress. we've got so many things going on, but how we handle that, how we deal with it, how we relate to others, who makes a rash decision when they're stressed, when they're angry, when they're frustrated? Oh, me, I'm the only one. No, <laughs> thank you, I can see a show of hands. So our well being matters when life is busy. Do you know, so my second point is even in the busyness of life, we need to find time to praise the Lord. Exodus eighteen eight to 12 says, And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardships that had come upon them on the way, and how the Lord had delivered them. When Jethro rejoiced for all the good which the Lord had done for Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hands of the Egyptians, and Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians, now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods. For in the very thing in which they behaved proudly, behave proudly, he was above them. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and offered sacrifices to offer to God. Then when life gets busy we find all the excuses in the world don't we when we've got plans when our diary fills up we find it really easy to make an excuse to say oh I'm not going to go to prayer meeting tonight or I'm not going to go to house group or I can watch church online on a Sunday morning but we don't we've got other things on that we do our plans seem to go out the window and our best laid out intentions completely disappear and I don't think I'm the only one here that has to be intentional about finding time to read my Bible and spend time in God's presence for some people, I talked about earlier on we compare, some people who are retired have a lot of time on their hands to put time in their diary to say this is a time every day I'm going to spend with the Lord if you're a mum or a dad uh, you've got kids and a job and you've got to feed them and clothe them and supervise them. If you compare your time to what a retired person might have, you think, this doesn't seem right, does it? They've got all day to spend time in God's presence, and I get that five minutes when I'm sat on the toilet. Maybe. To spend time in God's presence. But we have to be intentional. To spend time in God's presence, for me, is for my spiritual growth and nourishment. Charles Spurgeon said this, he said it's the most profitable thing for a person to do is they put all their labour in looking after their mental and spiritual well-being. He said that 128 years ago when he died, so he must have said it maybe 150 years, but how important is our spiritual and mental nourishment that he identified before mental health issues were even a thing? I have to do it, not just because I'm a pastor, not just because I'm the chair of churches together this year, but I have to do it for me because I'm a disciple of Jesus. I have to get into God's word. I have to get into his presence. It has to be more than just, oh, I'm preaching this week. What am I preaching on? It has to be my time with the Lord. But it's our time with the Lord is the first thing that gets sacrificed. Our time spending in his presence is the first thing that gets chucked out. I wanted to give you some hints and tips, maybe that you might just be able to put into your daily walk that might help you. Remember, everyone's life looks different. Everyone's busyness is different, so maybe you can glean from some of these things and adapt them to what best suits you. Look at your diary. Some of you might have a paper diary. Some of you might have a diary on your phone like I do. Is there times that you can block out in the week that you can say, that's my time with the Lord and nothing or no one is going to get in there? I know what it's like being a pastor. Can you come around and visit? No, why not? I'm spending my time with Jesus. I have a set time of when I'm going to visit people. I'm not not horrible. I do go and see people. I do go and spend time with them. But actually, I need to protect my time. I need to protect my time with the Lord. In your busy schedule, what are you prioritizing? Is your time with the Lord your number one priority? Or does it even make your top 10 list? Use the time that you have that is almost dead time to your advantage. How many people drive to and from work? Quite a few. What are you listening to when you're driving? Are you listening to the audio Bible? Are you listening to worship music? Are you listening to Heart or Greatest Hits or whatever radio station you choose to listen to? In those times when you're going to and from work, could that be the time that you could spend with the Lord? Put a music, put a worship tape on and say, Lord, this is my time with you. No one can interrupt that unless you're doing a car share, but then they might get saved if you're worshiping jesus while you're while you're traveling think about your own bodies when making your choices how many people get up really early and enjoy getting up really early a few how many people are night owls like me and kind of are up for a lot of the night yeah so you see even within the room here there's almost like a 50 50 split so if you're an early riser spend time with the lord early in the morning because that's when it's going to best suit you. If you're a nighttime person like me, my quiet space when Lydia's in bed by, well, she falls asleep on the sofa at nine, so I kick her up to bed and say, go to sleep, and the boys are in bed, and I can spend some time with the Lord then. So don't do stuff that's going to take you out of your sink. If you're an early riser, could you get up half an hour earlier and just spend that time with the Lord, with the Bible, with a really strong coffee, and a notepad and say, Lord, speak to me? Or if you're a nighttime person, could you just not maybe watch Netflix for an hour and just say, Lord, I'm here. What do you want to say? Our well being matters even when life is busy. Even in the business of life we need to find time to praise the Lord. Point number three is we need people to come around the table and join us for a meal. Exodus 18, verse 12, Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and other sacrifices to offer it to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. It's one of those truths throughout Scripture, and I heard it mentioned, um, just as Victoria was sharing, about food. Throughout the Bible, God meets people at the dinner table. Can we get a yes and amen for that? Because thank God that he meets people at the dinner table. That great banquet, that great feast that we're going to have when we join him, you should read Revelation. I mean, I'm like salivating at that already. It's going to be the best buffet you could ever see in your life. But the blessings of journeying with friends are so abundant. We were told for two years, weren't we, that we needed to be socially distant. And that was such wrong and poor word in. We needed to be physically distant because of COVID, but socially we needed each other. We needed to spend time with each other. We needed to have that connection with each other. God doesn't intend for anyone to be alone in their walk with him. And we see that from his intimacy that he showed to Adam and Eve walking in the garden to send in his son to the earth. Jesus, our Emmanuel, God with us. And then Jesus' promise of giving us the Holy Spirit to be with us throughout our everyday. God has shown us that He's all about relationship. We see in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the children of Israel and the early church did community. It was in their DNA, it's what made them, them. So my third point, my third tip is find friends within the church or within the churches of the town or people that you're connected to that you can do life with, that you need them and they need you, that they, that that person on the phone call to say, help, I'm in a crisis moment, just come round or what are we having for tea this week, when are you coming? Because we need each other. Fellowship is so important. Because we can't do it on our own. We're not meant to do it on our own. We're meant to care for one another, to carry each other's burdens. But do it over a dinner table. Do it over a meal. Have time. Go out for a walk. Have a men's breakfast, whatever it might be. We need each other. So our well-being matters even when life is busy. Even in our busyness of life, we need to find time to praise the Lord. We need people to come around the table and to join us for a meal. And the fourth point is this. We need to listen to and apply godly wisdom and counsel to our busyness. It will make your life easier. Exodus 18:13 to 26. And so it was on the next day that Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood before Moses from morning until evening. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people, he said, What is this thing that you're doing for the people? Why do you alone sit and all the people stand before you from morning till evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a difficulty, they come to me and I judge between one and another. And I will make known the statutes of God and his laws. So Moses' father-in-law said to him, That thing you're doing is not good. I'm going to pause there. We need people in our lives to tell us when we're doing stuff, that's not good for us and we don't get offended by it. How many people tell us something and the first thing we want to do is say, shut up, (laughs) I'm not listening to that. But we need people to be able to speak into our lives and we don't get offended by it. Moses said what you're doing is not good. Uh, Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out. For this thing is too much for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself. Listen now to my voice and I will give you counsel and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people so that they may bring their difficulties to God. And you shall teach them the statutes and the laws and show them the way in which they must walk and work out what they must do. They wanted Moses to work out all of their problems when Jethro said, no, let them know what to do and walk it out for themselves. Moses, Moses, help me, help me, I'm, I'm struggling. And Moses would spend all day worrying and giving them counsel. Why don't you just teach somebody what to do and let them be a disciple and walk it out for themselves? Because guess what? Moses isn't going to be there on the day when they're judged. Your leaders aren't going to be there on the day that we're judged because we all have to stand before God and give an account for ourselves, for our own actions, for what we did. We need wisdom, we need leaders to lead us and guide us, but we need to walk it out for ourselves. Moreover, you shall select from the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place um, such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, rulers of tens. And let them judge the people at all times. Then it will be that very, uh, every great matter shall they, they bring to you, but every small matter they themselves shall judge. So it will be easier for you, for they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing, that, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure. And all the people, all this people, will also go to their place in peace. So Moses heeded the voice of his father-in-law. And did what he said. And Moses chose able men out of Israel and made them heads over people, rulers over thousands, rulers over hundreds, rulers over fifties, rulers over ten. So they judged the people at all times, the hard cases they brought to Moses, but they judged every small case themselves. I shared with you earlier on that we have two boys with additional needs, and they are different spectrums of additional needs. Um, life is busy. In the midst of our busyness, we like to unwind. We need our me time just to recharge our batteries. Lydia likes to read books. I like to go to the cinema. See where we get our kind of difference. My me time is three hours sat watching Batman, while her time is maybe an hour reading a book with her legs curled up, having a nice coffee and a few chunky biscuits from Tesco's. Other supermarket brands are available. (laughs) She brought a book the other day, and this one grabbed my attention. It's called Bible Promises for Parents of Children with Special Needs. And it breaks you down into scriptures and a little bit of passage um, and lots of different topics. And one of the topics in here was busyness. I thought, well, that's a sign from the Lord. I'm preaching on that this week. A couple of scriptures for busyness. Proverbs 31, 17 and verse 27. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She carefully watches everything in a household and suffers nothing from laziness. And you just think, when have I got time to do the housework? When I've got everything else going on? Lord Jesus, please give me some strength. Matthew eleven, twenty-two to 29. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. And everyone said, yes, Lord, that's what I need. I need that scripture. And then for children, um, when your children won't let you sit still. Psalm 23, 2 and 3. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. And all the parents with additional needs, when does that ever happen? When they're on respite or on a, on, a, on a break, maybe. But she goes on to say this, and this is good not just for people, children, carers with additional needs, but we all need to hold on to this truth that she says. Let's face it. Life as a parent of a child with special, special needs is going to be busy because you have so many extra things to do. You have to accept that there may be extra activity for you and for your schedule, may always be full. The key is to stay close to God so he can give you a clear sense of your calling and the wisdom to discern which things are worth doing and which you should let go. And then you need to be disciplined to find about finding some time even if it's the small snatches of just a few minutes when you can sit with God and his word and let him speak to you with the assurance of love comfort and peace of mind and heart. The peace he offers will give you a sense of confidence about what you can let go and it will allow you to actually enjoy the everyday tasks. Listening to and applying godly wisdom means we need to have control over our yeses and our noes. Are we so busy because we just say yes to everything We don't actually have the strength to say no. Please hear my heart. I don't want anyone to get sucked into serving so much that they get burnt out. But we all need to serve. We all need to play our part. We all need to be ready. Even in the busyness of life, God is calling us, maybe not to lead thousands, but maybe just to lead ten. Maybe not to be one of... Moses' right-hand men, but maybe you're just there supporting a small group. You're there impacting a small amount of people. You're there being a witness for Jesus to a small amount of people because that's the yes that you can say yes to. Please don't be so busy that you miss the opportunity to be used by God because you're busy doing everything else, but actually it's not serving any purpose whatsoever. You're wearing yourself out. You're exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally because you're saying yes to all the things that you think you need to say yes to but actually God wants to say do you know what, that's what I want you to do and say no to everything else I know church life can be busy I'm a pastor, I make church life busy all the time I put events on, I put meetings on and I expect people to turn up and then I have to realise that life is busy for them too One of the things that we did through lockdown is that we did an online prayer meeting because we got more people at an online prayer meeting than we did actually meeting in the building. And we've continued that after lockdown. Why? Because for some people, before the price of petrol went through the roof, people travelling from Weymouth, coming on a a Sunday, then coming again on a Monday, and then coming again maybe on a Tuesday, and then for a midweek meeting, it was just busy. It was just full on. But for them to engage and be part of it and still be part of the online prayer meeting on a Monday, just to sit at home and spend time praying and still feel part of that network, it just meant it was so much easier. We need to be better at what we decide to do and how we do it, but we also need people to say yes to those things that God is calling them to say yes to. We need to listen to godly counsel and filter it through the test of scripture And the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Because if it doesn't line up with God's words. And you don't have a witness in your spirit. Then maybe it's not God at all saying that. Beware that not all counsel will be godly. How many know that we have God's intentions. And we have man's intentions. Man will tell us what to do. Because that will best suit man. But God will tell us what to do. Because it will be best for us. And his plans. And his purposes. Doing everything in your own strength and understanding will wear you out. Just like Jethro gave that advice to Moses. Don't do it in your own strength. Don't do it in your own understanding. Do it in the strength and the understanding that the Lord gives us. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And he gives us his Holy Spirit to help us to understand the things that he wants us to do. So as I recap, our well-being matters, even when life is busy. Even in our busyness of life, we need to spend time to praise the Lord. We need people to come around the table and join us for a meal. And listen to and apply godly wisdom and counsel to your busyness. It will make your life easier. Let's stand as we close in prayer. church. I don't know how busy your life is. I don't know how busy your week has been. But I pray that the words that have been spoken today will have sparked something in you. Might have brought hope to a situation that maybe you thought was hopeless. So as we pray, just invite you to just to spend that time with the Lord and be open to what he wants to do right now. If he wants to bring some wisdom into an area where you need that wisdom, if he's showing you an area that you need to just to to dedicate that time to him, then would you say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do that. If you know that you have been struggling in your mental well-being, then I know that as a first aid in mental health that everything is treatable, and what is treatable is covered under the blood of Jesus, and there can be healing for that right now. So let's pray together. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that our well-being matters even when life is busy. And Lord, I pray that you would touch anyone here right now who needs a touch from you. Those who are stressed, those who are dealing with anxiety or depression, whatever it may be. Lord, I thank you that it's all covered under the blood of Jesus. And they can find relief and release from that in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I pray. Lord, that even in our busyness of life, Lord, I pray that you would show us when the times would be to spend time in your presence and praise you. Lord, would you open up our diaries, Lord, would you move the things out of our diaries that need to be removed, and Lord, would you allow us to put that time set aside for you in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, show us who to invite around our table to spend time with, to grow in fellowship. Lord, to do life together to encourage one another, to bear with one another's burdens, we pray in Jesus' name. And Lord, would you help us to listen to and apply godly wisdom into our lives, Lord, that you might be glorified for all that we do and say. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.